Good day, everyone, and welcome into the Daily Dose, a bite-sized podcast for your tiny commute or short attention span, part of the Low Tree Studios podcast network. Visit LowTreeStudios.com to enjoy all of the podcasts produced out of Low Tree Studios. Now, let's start the day, the very first of 2019, for this show anyway, with some random goodness... How would you like the chance to stream first-run movies from the comfort of your own home? Well, check this out with Red Carpet Entertainment. You can, but you'd better be rich. The idea for the startup, which has been called the opposite of Netflix, was hatched by a pair of entertainment industry friends on a golf course. Although Red Carpet launched in October, the company is currently looking for 3,000 rich Americans who will put up $15,000 and pay up to $2,500 per movie to watch the latest theatrical releases in their homes. The company has deals with 10 major movie distributors and with box office sales slumping and projected to fall again next year, they say that movie makers are happy to have a new source of revenue. Wow. So would you, would you do this? Well, of course you would. I don't, I don't know anybody that would do I say, would you, if you're listening, maybe you would, but I personally know no one that would, uh, would pay that amount. That's a lot of money just to watch a movie in the comfort of your own home, like a current release in the comfort of your own home. All you have to do is wait a few months, right? And then you can watch it on Netflix or wherever streaming site somewhere it's, it's, it'll be available. So yeah, kind of silly, kind of, I mean, good for these guys for coming up with an idea, you know, but, uh, yeah, that's a little that's a little bit I don't I don't know if it's going to work. That's all I can say. And speaking of movies, apparently going to the theater once a month might help you live longer. That's what scientists at University College London are telling us. They tracked nearly 7,000 adults over the age of 50 for 12 years. Those who engaged with the arts every few months were 14% less likely to die by the end of the study. Uh, Visiting museums, theaters, art galleries more frequently once a month cut the risk by 31%. The scientists say that a regular trip to a theater or other place where you are exposed to artist works could improve mental health and encourage physical activity. I will say that I don't go to these places very often. Don't go to the movie theater at all. Don't really like going there. I do like to go watch, I like going to the theater though. Like for example, watching the Groundlings in Hollywood, which is an improv troupe. I enjoy that. That is incredibly fun. Or going maybe to a comedy show. I wonder if this fits into that category. If that does, then, well, I'm still going to die quickly because I don't do it that often. (laughs) All right, well, let's move on to entertainment news. All right, Kathy Griffin had a very special reason to celebrate the new year because she got married. The comedian and actress tied the knot with her longtime boyfriend, Randy Bick, in a ceremony that lasted just under 14 minutes and was officiated by actress Lily Tomlin. Tomlin's longtime spouse, Jane Wagner, was also present and was tasked with watching over Griffin's puppies while the ceremony went on. It doesn't appear there was anyone else present at the intimate ceremony. Griffin later posted video and the words, we're in love and we can't stop laughing. Does that sound like her? I don't know. 
I don't think it does. And as the clock struck midnight to ring in 2020, happy new year, by the way, everyone, happy new year. It left one thing behind on new year's day. The beloved sitcom friends officially left American Netflix, leaving fans with a hole that just cannot be filled. Although the series departure had been a long time coming, it's sudden absence from the streaming giants catalog is leaving many starting off the year with a bad note. The series, will eventually make its way to Warner Media Entertainment's upcoming streaming service HBO Max, which is set to launch in May 2020 at the cost of $14.99 per month. Now, that's kind of unfair because they have HBO Now, which Mindy and I, which which we pay for, and it's $14.99 a month, and we get all the HBO stuff. Do we have to pay an additional $14.99 for HBO Max to get some of these? I mean, by the time you add it all up, right, if you pay for all those streaming sites... Now you're paying for what you would have paid for if you had cable or dish or whatever else, you know, one of those giants like that. What's the other one? Dish. Uh, God, I forgot. It's another D I think, right? Anyway, direct TV. That's the one, right? It's the same. It's going to be, if you paid for all those, now you're paying actually probably more if you added it all up. It's kind of ridiculous. I think it's getting to a point where it's a little ridiculous. But goodbye, friends, on Netflix. I never really watched the show and never really watched it on Netflix. I'm going to be really sad the day that The Office leaves, which I know is coming soon. That day I may weep, and I may do it right here on this podcast. I will weep. I will weep that day. It'll be, it'll be sad. All right. Music news. Kanye West has followed up the October release of his album, Jesus is King, with a new release, Jesus is Born. The new album is credited with the Sunday Service Choir, a gospel collective featuring West, which has also per- has also performed in his Sunday Service hip-hop and gospel pop-up events. No comment. Uh, the Tim Hortons coffee chain has landed itself in a double, double trouble with Justin Bieber earlier this year, or last year, I should say, earlier last year, 2019. Tim's redesigned its lids, and now Bieber has taken to Instagram to campaign against the redesign, asking Canadians to weigh in on the debate. Bieber and his wife, Haley, love Tim Hortons so much she had Timbits delivered to her in Los Angeles earlier this year. What is Timbits? Is it a is it a coffee delivery service? That's cool if it is. Good for you, Tim. All right, next, Elton John has received an apology from the UK government after it accidentally published his address online. Oh, no. Uh, it was published as part of a leak following the announcement of the New Year on New Year Honors list. Oh my! He received an apology, but uh, but does that does that does apolo- does an apology always make make up for it? You know, you do something kind of messed up like this. Oh, we're sorry, Elton. Yeah, but he's now he's got a shitload of fans out in front of his place. That's not cool. It's not cool at all. And Blake Shelton, lastly in music news, Blake Shelton says he hasn't always been such a nice guy. In an Entertainment Tonight interview, he said, I don't want to remember what I was like before Gwen, actually. I was a jerk to everybody. Look how nice I am now. I don't know about that. Well, I don't know the guy personally, but he he never portrayed himself as a jerk on his show. But of course... It's an act, probably a little bit. He might be, might have been a little bit of a jerk. Who knows? All right, moving on to this. 
All right, this day in history, Wheel of Fortune premieres. Wheel of Fortune, the longest-running syndicated game show in American television, premieres on NBC on January 6, 1975. That's the year I was born, 1975. Uh, created by television legend Merv Griffin and hosted since the early 1980s by Pat Sajak and Vanna White. Gosh, Vanna White's still kicking it, man. Still kicking it. She looks great, too, by the way. Wheel is one of the most popular television shows in the world. I will say Mindy loves the Wheel of Fortune slots in casinos. And this just in, it looks like I might be going uh, to Vegas for my birthday weekend. Pretty cool. Might be kind of fun. Also on this day in 1975, a crowd of 2,000 plus people lines up outside Boston Garden to buy tickets to see Led Zeppelin. Some in the crowd then entered into the near empty arena and caused thousands of dollars in damage. And lastly, on this day in 2000, after a bitterly contested election, Vice President Al Gore presides over a joint secession of Congress that certifies, I should say session, secession? Let's read that again. Uh, uh, Vice President Al Gore presides over a joint session, there we go, of Congress that certifies George W. Bush as the winner of the election. In one of the closest presidential elections in U.S. history, George W. Bush was finally declared the winner more than five weeks after the election due to disputed Florida ballots. That's where his uh, brother, his brother was the uh, mayor or governor or... Something mayor can't be mayor. Mayor's of a town, right? Governor is the whole is the whole state, so it must have been the governor or something like that. <clears throat> All right, <clears throat> now since this year is uh, since this is the first show of the the new year, I, I've got some New Year's Eve celebration facts for you in uh, in this fast facts. I like that little woo thing. Like that's cool. Right? Get used to these. You're gonna hear them every single day these sound effects. Check this out. A New Year's Eve ball was first dropped in New York's Times Square in 1907 due to a ban on fireworks. The original ball weighed 700 pounds and featured 125 watt bulbs. 2,000 pounds of confetti are dropped on the crowd in Times Square at midnight. Now, who picks all that crap up? You talk about waste. Uh, I saw, uh, was it Jason Momoa? I think that's his name. He's the guy who was in Game of Thrones. He's also Aquaman. Uh, he gets all up in an uproar over people using uh, uh, bottles, right? Plastic bottles, one-time use plastic bottles. Because, and I'm not saying it's not a problem because it's a problem. But, but isn't this a bigger problem? Two thousand pounds of confetti are dropped. What a waste! What an absolute. And then, what do you do with it then, Jason? You're you're fighting the wrong battle, bud. You're fine. I bet, were you, were you, I bet Jason was there enjoying it, right? I'll, I don't know. I'm, I'm speculating. I don't know where Jason goes or what he does. I know what this Jason does. I do. I'm doing this. All right, next thing. To ensure a year of good luck, firecrackers and noisemakers became traditional in order to scare away any remaining evil spirits and to ensure a brand new star. They also, by the way, scare the crap out of a lot of dogs, including my dog, Bella, who hates firecrackers which in turn makes me hate them. I hate them a lot. Next thing here, black-eyed peas, ham, and cabbage are considered good luck if you eat them on New Year's Eve or day because it is believed they will bring you money. Oh, black-eyed peas. No, not, is that the band? No. Bad joke. All right, lobster and chicken are considered bad luck because lobsters can move backwards and chickens can, scr can scratch in reverse. So it's thought these foods could bring a reversal of fortune. 
who, who comes up with this crap? And then the last thing, the song traditionally sung on New Year's, Old Lang Sin. Uh, I could be saying that wrong, but I don't care. It means times gone by. Times gone by. Pretty cool. All right, let's, uh, let's find out what people are talking about around the water cooler with this water cooler question. All right, here it is. When it comes to New Year's resolution diet... Uh, when, it, when it comes to a New Year's resolution diet, pizza is the number one food that causes people to break it. What is the second food? Hmm. What could it be? That's right. You guessed it. Chinese food. What? Hmm. I would say tacos for me. That would, that would, that's a, that's a, that's a, uh, man, you put tacos in front of me, I'm going to eat them. That's a that's gonna be the thing that kills me. But I don't make diet resolutions. That's not something that I do. It's never been a big thing. All right, uh, now let's end this. Let's end the podcast uh, and start your day with a deep thought. And here it is: an optimist's. Well, let me go back. An optimist stays up until midnight to see the new year in. Ah, a pessimist stays up to make sure the old year leaves. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Really true, probably. Now, the question is, did you stay up? Uh, I kind of did, actually. We were, Mindy and I, we were camping in Pismo Beach, and, and we're, we're, we're in our, you know, trailer, and it was a little cold outside. You want to stay outside, so you're kind of in, and we're getting tired, and Mindy did stay up. She was doing stuff on her phone, and then and then all of a sudden, you hear all, all kinds of fireworks and stuff like that, because people do that. My dog was freaking out, and I'm like, I woke up, is it New Year's? And my phone was going off, because people were saying Happy New Year, right? And I'm like, is it is it New Year's? Mindy said yes, and I said, cool, and then I went right back to sleep. That's how I celebrated New Year's. <laughs> And then we drove back home that day, which was nice. I really did enjoy that. All right. That's it for today's show. Uh, You guys have an amazing day and take care of your fellow travelers on planet Earth. I'll be back tomorrow with more bite-sized goodness. Cheers.